Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler with me uh, getting together for our weekly discussion about uh, the grace of Jesus Christ, growing in our, our knowledge and understanding of that. We've been doing this for quite some time, and uh, just just letting the Spirit of God live in and through us, uh, and just kind of resting and relaxing in, in the truth and in His grace, it's it's kind of a, it's, it's a great way that I have found to live this life, and I think it's what the way the Bible tells us to, to just abide in the vine, let Him, let His life flow in and through us. Well, as I look back over the calendar, Joel, life goes by so quickly. It's it's probably been ten to twelve years, maybe maybe close to uh, twelve now, that we were my wife and I were introduced to the Grace Walk style of teaching uh, regarding the gospel and the scriptures, and it began to change our lives. Even though we had been Christians for many many years, and you know, I I still learn something new uh, every now and then, uh, probably on a weekly basis, something. It just sort of makes me scratch my head and say, I've heard this before, I, I knew about it, I, I had a little bit of knowledge uh, of understanding, but all of a sudden then it becomes alive, and you say, man, why didn't I see this before? I, I know about the grace of God, I know about us being righteous in Him, and, and I understand about this, this grace walk thing, but every now and then something just clicks where you say, oh, <laughs> now... Now I see something that I didn't see before, and that's the beauty of uh, the, the gospel in general. Uh, there's there's never a time where you stop learning. And and the beauty too of of living in grace when you do have those you know aha moments, those those realizations. It, well, at least the difference in my life between the way it used to be was when I was living under more of a legalistic thing and I had more of a legalistic revelation, it brought me under condemnation. It it obviously wasn't a revelation from the Spirit. It was just a revelation that I had received from my own misunderstanding of the gospel. And that would lead me deeper and deeper into into self-condemnation and into wondering if I really had enough faith and if I was living this Christian life good enough. But when you're living in grace, and when, you, when you're looking at the Bible, and when you're looking at life with you know, these eyes of grace, and you have some revelations that truly come from the Spirit, it's not condemnation that you feel. It's a feeling of, ah, it's a feeling of joy. It's a feeling of knowing that God is has his hand on your life, has always had your hand, his hand on your life, and he's leading, he's guiding, and he's bringing these revelations in his in his proper timing because he knows we couldn't handle it all at once. But <laughs> it just feels so good to, to just know that he, he's not placed his confidence in us, but we're placing our confidence and our trust in him. And he'll guide us and he'll lead us along. Well, for years, I, I, my confidence went up and down based upon what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, and it is an awful good feeling to know that I can trust in Him and what He has already done, and it's His confidence that I need to place my trust in. That's right, Joel. You know, uh, you know, some friends of mine who haven't really uh, come into uh, a better understanding of grace, they're still sort of shackled with uh, the bondage of religion and, and um, legalism, at least to a certain degree. Uh, good people, good Christian folks and everything, but I've got some friends out there who just haven't really got it yet. And so there are times where, as in our times together, I don't always say anything, 
but I can always start to sense just how how much bondage they're really in <laughs> compared to where I'm at with the Lord right now. And there's almost times, Joel, almost times where I start to feel guilty for being so free. <laughs> you ever had that happen? I, I don't know if I'm phrasing that right, but I, I almost feel so bad that that I've experienced a freedom that, that they haven't yet, and, and you can't necessarily bring it up on the spot and, and explain to them just what are, you know where you're at in Christ right now compared to um, what they have been brought up under. Well, I understand, because, I mean, I have the same uh, similar situations where the way that they're living their Christian life seems to be working for them. I mean, they, they're living by these rules. They're living by certain principles rather than by the life of Christ. And it's kind of it, it disguises itself as the life of Christ, where really it's, it's legalism, but it seems to be working for them. But then every once in a while you see that thing in their life where it's like, yeah, but you see that guilt. You see that condemnation in their life, and you're like, I've got something for you. <laughs> I've got something that will set you free. You might think you're living in the freedom of Christ, but I've got something for you. I've got something to tell you. We're, we're no longer needing to try to, to live our lives for God, but that he's living his life through us. You can just let go. You can relax. And and uh, But, yeah, I, you do <laughs> you do kind of feel that, that guilt that you're talking about, like, I shouldn't be this free. I shouldn't be this free. But yet God has given us that freedom as a gift. Well, and part of it for me might be, Joel, that uh, even though I may not say anything, if if they were if they knew what I was thinking or if they knew what I did compared to what they were doing in a certain circumstance, I know that they would look at me and say, wow, how can you be like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Paul went through. And we've talked about this before that, you know, uh, when I was a young Christian, I always thought of persecution as coming from unbelievers. But most of what Paul went through with his persecution was from the religious folks. As, as sort of an example of that, uh, something I was thinking about earlier was kind of early on in my Christian life, I thought that I needed to be on fire for God. You, you, you hear this term even today, I'm on fire for God. You hear someone who's talking about being on fire or, or being radical for God. And I, I lived my uh, life trying to find this fire, trying to get myself on fire for God, trying to get this passion uh, for God. And it was all my own efforts is really what it meant to be. And now I hear people talking about that. We went to this youth rally, all these kids were on fire for God. And I'm thinking, I know I've been there, I've done that, it doesn't last. But I don't say that because I know that they don't understand what I'm saying, because what I'm saying is that that fire that you sometimes see when when you when you get a speaker that just kind of pumps you up with all this legalistic stuff and then you feel good about yourself you think yeah I'm going to go live my life on fire for God I've been there and done that and it, where it, where it doesn't last and you wonder where did I go wrong the problem was I had my hope set in the wrong place in the in in, in the first place my hope was set on how I could live this life on fire for God when I finally came to realize that I can just let go I, in fact, I died. The new life that I live, it's God joining himself with my life. I'm not trying to be on fire for him. I'm trying to let go and let him just live his life through me. It might express itself in very, very passionate ways sometimes. It, that might look like I'm on fire for God, but it might also express itself in some very humble and quiet ways. And people might wonder, come on, where's the passion? 
but really it's God's living his life through me, and this is the way it is. This is the way he's doing it. So I, I'm no longer trying to make myself to be on fire for God, and, and some people don't understand that, I guess. Well, you're right, and it is hard to explain those sorts of things uh, to people who have been brought up under a little bit more of a legalistic mindset, but we've all done it I, I, over and over. Uh, I've heard it from other people. I've probably said it uh, maybe dozens or hundreds of times myself that I started living my life for God. That, you know, you hear it during testimony time or whatever. I decided I'm going to start living my life for God. Mm-hmm. And when you really carefully start dissecting that phrase and meditate on it, what, kind of what, what you were saying, Joel, it really bounces back in your face and says, it all comes back to me. It all comes back to me and what I do. Now, we don't always think that when we say it, but that's really what it comes down to. I'm going to start living my life for God. And it sounds religious, it sounds good, but it still puts the attention and the responsibility back on us instead of back on Jesus and the cross and the resurrection. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely how I used to refer to, uh, well, 15 years ago in, in um, well, at the beginning of... Uh, 1992, when, <laughs> and I'm about to say it now, but I'm trying to find a way to rephrase it, because I would refer to it as when I started living for Jesus. <laughs> and and really, that's not what happened. I'm, well, actually, at that time, I did try to start living for Jesus, but obviously it didn't work. But back at that time, there was a radical change in my life. But what happened was that God was starting to do something that that had never been done in my life before and that, and my focus in life changed but it wasn't because of my effort although I thought it was it was really his working in me it wasn't that I was really living for God it's that he was doing a work in me and and he's continued to do that work in me and and Paul reminds us that the work that he began in us he'll be faithful to complete it that takes so much of the pressure off of me because it's his work and he's going to complete it he's going to do it you know the life that i live in this body you know paul said i live by faith you know i don't live by it's it's not my own might it's not my own strength or power it's it's not <laughs> it's not even my attempts to live a sincere life or a dedicated life i know that sounds you know to the Christ, to many in the christian world that sounds very very unchristian but I'm not trying to live a dedicated life. I'm letting go and letting letting God live his life through me. And there's there's a big difference there. Sometimes, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, it's very hard for for uh, people of other mindsets to understand. Well, uh, I live my life by faith in the Son of God. Just that phrase there, Joel, everybody has a different perception of what faith is. And uh, to me, when you take a especially as you take a look at the Galatians and Romans and some of the, the writings that Paul has uh, throughout the New Testament uh, and, and very concentrated in those books, to me, faith and works, or faith versus law, to me, they're opposites. And you may or may not uh, agree with that, but when Paul says, I live my life by faith, to me, that says, I live my life by trusting in what has already been accomplished through the Lord Jesus Christ not in what I accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, some people think, well, I live my life by faith. Different people have a different definition of what faith is. I've got to stretch out my faith. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I believe in this invisible being out there. I, I believe that uh, he exists, and uh, that's how I'm going to live my life, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah, and, and really, you know, to live by faith, and Jesus really, I think, 
explained what that faith life is in John 15 where he said, you know, abide in me, just stay with me, remain, remain with me, trust me, and you will bear fruit. That's the life that I live. The life that I live is a life of rest, uh, resting in, resting as, as a branch in the vine. The vine has all the life in it, and that life extends into me, the branch. And fruit is born, and, and stuff gets done, but it's all the life. That's what a life of faith is. Rather than me being a branch, struggling and striving, trying to bear fruit for the vine. You know, there's a big difference there. The vine is where the life is. The, the vine is where it all flows from. Well, Mary and Martha, you know, the people are hanging out listening to Jesus teach. One is sitting at his feet, just taking it in, wanting more of this kind of life. The other is just focused on, on serving and working and is mad that the other one isn't uh, joining in. And don't get me wrong, there, there is a, a place for serving and working and, and taking care of others. But unfortunately for a lot of people, that's their whole Christian life. They've never really taken the time to enjoy the life that's been given to them because they're so busy working when they don't necessarily need to be. And and um, I, I think, you know, it, it's one of those things, Joel, where there are people who probably go to church every day or every week, and their whole focus is on working in the kitchen or doing the nursery, and we need those things. But they never really begin to experience or understand uh, the kind of life that's really been given to them through Jesus Christ, and it would change their whole motivation. I'm not saying that they should stop doing the nursery or stop working in the kitchen, but for some people, that's all they know in their Christian life is to serve the church. Yeah, serving the church, and serving, doing, and, and without that first um, act, so to speak, of resting. <laughs> we'll try to pick up more on that next time as we talk more about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.